Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the Elite Strategist, and you're watching and you're listening to Latinos and Real Estate Investing Podcast. And I want to thank you for being here today and watching this video. I want to just ask you really quick, if you find value in what I'm going to share with you, I want you to just click the, the thumbs up button. Give us a thumbs up. It really helps us with the algorithm and it helps us educate more people. So I'm going to get right into it and get right into the, the content here because uh, I know that when I watch YouTube videos, I want people to get right to it. And I'm going to make this short and sweet. What I want to talk to you about today is how to landlord effectively. I'm going to give you three to four tips on how to landlord effectively. Some of the things I've learned in my 13 years in this business, landlording, and some of the things I've learned through the multiple property managers that I've had through the years, right? So I want to share with you, when I first started in real estate in 2007, I was in the mortgage industry. And the reason I came into this business was because everyone else was doing it. That's for the time when money was free. I was in the mortgage. I was a mortgage guy. I was one of the subprime lenders. I was one of the guys that, that you would come to and um, I would give you money. Back in those days, we were charging, remember we were charging four points to do a subprime loan. It was easy to get money, no income, no assets, stated income, stated assets, I mean, all those, all those ninja loans, right? No income, no job. I mean, it was, it was just all kind of craziness we were doing back in those days. And um, I remember buying my first property and I want you to think about this, right? I bought my first property and I had none of my own money in the deal. I went to the table to closing because I was structuring the deal. Um, I went to the table, I went to closing and I got $15,000 paid to me. Isn't that amazing, right? Here was a downfall. I did not know the four things I'm about to teach you. I had no idea what these things meant, how they worked and how you go about it. So, one thing I did, I was doing well. I got $15,000 at the closing. I took that money. I invested. I fixed the attic. And then I rented to college kids. And my numbers were astronomical. They were doing fantastic. I had no clue. So I paid $275,000. I didn't know what cap rates were. I didn't know what cash on cash returns was. I didn't know any of this lingo. I didn't know how to do any of the numbers. I didn't know any of that stuff. One year later, about I'm sorry, about 18 months later, 2009, early 10, I um, got a realtor to come out and give me the value of my property. And guys, I had I was about a hundred thousand dollars in the water. I had paid two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars for this property, and I the property was only worth about one eighty. That was painful, right? But I stuck with it, and um, I, I I kept through it, and I. And I, I did the right thing. I didn't walk away from my mortgage because integrity is a, is a, it's high value for me. I remember thinking, guys, I remember thinking back in those days, saying to myself, you know, I signed the documents in this loan. Everyone else was walking away from their property. I signed the documents on this loan. I'm not going to walk away. 
I'm going to do the right thing. There was a bank called Countrywide. Some of you may remember that bank. Some of you may not. They were sold. They were in business. They were bought out. Uh, I don't remember, but they're no longer in it. Countrywide is no longer around. It's no longer in existence. So today I'm going to share four things that I learned uh, when I was being Mr. Landlord, right? When I was playing investor, I wasn't an investor, and the first thing that I want to share with you that you need to understand when you are uh, buying your first piece of, part, listen, my advice to you, you're buying your first piece of real estate is what I tell all of my students. You have to calculate your vacancy, your maintenance, your repairs, your insurance, uh, the property management. These are all taxes, insurance, right? These are all expenses that you need to calculate, right? If the deal does not work with all of those things, right, then you don't have a deal. If you don't, if you don't have money to reserve for all those things, then you have no deal, guys. So the first thing that I'm going to tell you that you need to do is you need to have systems. That's number one. You need to have systems that uh, to help you fill vacancies. Right. You need to have a system. You need to have an approach. Are you going to set what credit scores are you going to look at? Uh, you need to know what income ratio are you going to accept? You need to know how long do you do you want people to, to, to have lived at their previous restaurant? How long do you want them at their job so in order for you to rent them? Will you take people that have um, to have a prior eviction in, in, in their record on their record? Right. Uh, you know, for us, for me and my portfolio, the way I run my business, a prior eviction is one of those things that me personally and in my business, we, we just were not interested in someone that has a prior eviction. If they do, uh, we're, we're just, that's just not a risk we're willing to take, right? Uh, maybe some landlords out there are willing to take that, that risk. Me personally and my team and the way we've set up our system, if, if someone has a prior eviction, we are just not interested in, in taking that person on as a, as a potential tenant, right? We're going to pass on that person and we want a better tenant. We give a good product. Therefore, because we give a good product, we give people a, a nice, clean, you know, good place to live in. We, you know, our residents, we, we, we consider our residents, our customers, and we treat them with respect and we are investing and we want to make sure that our risk is, you know, lowered. So you want to have a good system to be able to do that. If you don't have good systems, guys, what happened to me is going to happen to you, right? So I burnt out in 2011, 2012, because I was playing Mr. Landlord. I was playing Mr. Property Manager. I was collecting my own rent. I was playing Mr. Handy Guy. I remember guys with my little kid, my kids were all small. My kids, my youngest is now 19. And they were all I'm, I don't remember. I'm going to take a shot here. Maybe 11, 9, 7, and 5, right? Or 7, 9, 11, and 13. Maybe they were those ages. And I remember when we were turning a property, I would take my whole family, my mother-in-law, my wife, my four kids. It was great lessons for them. And we would go clean. We would go paint. We would, I would do all this stuff with the kids, right? And what happened was after a time, I got burnt out. That's not something I wanted to do. It was, uh, it was a low paying job, right? It was a crappy paying job. And I just, I'm not a painter. I'm not a handy guy. It's not something I wanted to do just for me. So if you don't have systems in place, that's the price you're going to pay. 
right? These are the, this is the price you're going to get to deal with the three T's toilets, two o'clock in the mornings and tenants, right? You're going to deal with all three of those things, right? So number one is make sure you have systems to feel, to fill the vacancies that you put in that, that, that you're going to have. It's not if, but when you have a vacancy, right? Number two, have a good maintenance team. Right, have a good maintenance team. Right, uh, I, I can't overemphasize this. This is one of the as a flipper because I also buy, fix, and flip. As a flipper, that is one of our biggest challenges: having a good, good contractors. Right, you you want to. We have now implemented systems in our business where we are constantly. I have a project manager, and all she does is she manages projects and she's interviewing constantly contractors. We're bringing new contractors into our into the fold because we're doing a lot of business. We're doing we're buying a lot of properties. We're fixing our properties. We're we're buying and renting a lot of properties. So therefore, we are constantly looking for new talent um, in terms talent pool in terms of the in terms of the contractors. So you need a good team, right? A team, you are only as good as your team guys. That's it. You are only, you're going to only go as fast as your team can go, right? You're only going to go as fast as the slowest person in your team. There's a saying, there's a, there's a, um, an African proverb that says, if you want to go far, go alone. If you want to go fast, go together. So build a good solid team so you can go far. So you're not dealing with those, you know, have systems so that when those calls come in to you, fill those vacancies when those calls come in for services, for services, there's great, there's great apps out there for property management, like at Folio, where you can do auto payments, you can do service request forms, your tenants can do service request forms. So a good infrastructure for your business is absolutely key. A good uh, bookkeeper, a good CPA, these are all people in your team. But right now, um, a good, you want to have, make sure, I'm just talking about the, the nuts and bolts every day of your business. You want to have a good maintenance, a good contractor, uh, a good contractor team, right? A good plumber, a good electrician. You want to have these people because it's not if, but when one of those things occur. Number three is you want to make sure that you have a good, um, a good understanding of the local laws where you're investing in the local, the local uh, landlord tenant laws, wherever city and state you're investing in, make sure that you have a good, a good grasp of what's going on. You know, right now we're in the tail end of COVID as I'm recording this, as I'm recording this, uh, this, uh, this, 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 the show and, uh, the eviction moratorium is about to get lifted, right? When that eviction moratorium gets lifted, there's going to be a ton of evictions going out to the, um, put out to the courthouse are going to get inundated with evictions. Right. And, uh, when that happens, when that happens, right. Uh, you need to know how to play a game. You need to know what the rules are in order for you to evict tenants, right? We evicted two tenants uh, during COVID when everyone else was complaining. You have to understand the rules of the game. You have to understand the rules of engagement for your business, right? Uh, for COVID, there were some, there were some landlords and some in my here in my city, in the Poconos in Pennsylvania, in Northeastern Pennsylvania, there is a magistrate. Those are the local judges here. There was a magistrate here that, when you went, if, if, a, if a landlord went to evict a tenant, guys, landlord went to evict, actually my property manager experienced this with one of her, one of her other clients. She said she went there to evict a tenant that was not paying, but she wasn't going there for non-payment, right? Because she understood the rules. She was going there to um, non-renewal of lease. 
for non-renewal of lease. And this particular judge, despite the fact he was out of order, because I've read the CDC rules, the, the lady decided she was not going to pay the rent. This particular judge said, sorry, even though you're here for non-payment, I'm sorry, for non-renewal of lease, we are still going to, we are still going to let her li live there as per CDC rules. Boom, he judged and he was absolutely incorrect, absolutely wrong. We, we have done it. I personally have evicted two people in the middle of COVID. So July 2020, we evicted one. And then later in the year, we evicted another one um, just a couple months ago. Actually, we just, we, we evicted another one for the same reasons. One was in the middle of her lease and we, she was being very disruptive. She had a bunch of people. She was destructive to the property. She was being destructive, disruptive to all of my other tenants in the neighborhood. I own like six duplexes in the same block and she was causing trouble. The cops were getting called. Her her boyfriend was, was beating her up. She, they were breaking TVs. I mean, it was a nightmare. So we went there and we, police were getting called all hours of the night. She, I was going to lose a bunch of other good tenants for one bad apple. I went to court and boom, judge said, yep, you got to go because she was in violation and breach of the lease. Make sure you have a good, strong lease. And uh, so you got to understand your rules. So the point is you got to understand how to play the game. You got to understand the rules of the game and the business you're in. If you don't study your game uh, and, and you don't study the rules, guys, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for trouble in the end. Right. And then lastly, there's so many more, but I just, I'm going to just give you these four. And lastly, you have to have a good property manager, guys. If you have a good property manager, then all, a good property manager will have all of these things set up for you so that you don't have to do it. There's one thing I learned early on from my experience from getting burnt out, building a small portfolio, then selling it, right? And I think now, right, why I got burned out, I think now, if there's one thing I learned, guys, is I would have gotten and built the team early on. I would have just built the team. I would have at least had a property manager to help me manage the properties, and um, uh, take care of all these things, the systems, the contractors, all of these things I just said, right? So guys, that's, those are the four things that I'm going to recommend to you. Check out again, guys, if you found value in this content, share it with a friend, drop us. If you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, drop us a thumbs up. We really would appreciate, it really would help us with the algorithm and share it with someone else. Thank you for watching. This is Martin Perdomo, the Elite Strategist, and we'll see you soon. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you'd like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.